stand up and give God some praise this morning, this wonderful morning. This son, I was glad when they said it to me, let me go into the house of the Lord. Let's praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's give him glory for all who he is, all that he's done. Let's, say, let's give him praise because he's worthy of it. Amen.
as I searched the world But it couldn't feel me A man's empty praise And treasures that fade Are never enough But then you came along
again but change it to no one there's no one better than you there's no one because we're not talking about a thing we're talking about a living God who loves us in spite of our failures and our weaknesses and all of those things he loves us so much there is no one better than him there is no one so can we just sing it this time instead of nothing better than you can we just say no one better than you come on come on let's try it
today. We thank you, Lord God, that this day is a day of celebration. God, it is the day that we've come together to celebrate not only the, the giftings and the ministries and but the events that that represent how you have changed people's lives but God we come to celebrate and praise you and worship you because there is no one like our God that's what the scripture says there is none like our God none there are many out there that that claim to be God or claim to be have a pathway to God but there is no one I'm telling Jesus is the only one. There, I will not apologize for that. He is the only one. I can tell you without any doubt the change that Christ can bring in our lives. When you get to the bottom and you think you can't go any lower, guess who will be there? Jesus. He's ready to pull you out of that pit and lift you up and set you on a new level and begin a new life. And that's what we are celebrating here today. I am so thankful for that. You know, one of the things that we believe in here at Life Church is prayer. And one of the things that we always do or almost always do in our service time is to have a moment of congregational prayer. And usually we have a topic or two along that line. But I was thinking this morning, you know what? We are, as a church here at Life Church, we're celebrating the Lord. We're celebrating what God's done in our lives and is doing in our lives. And and, and I thought, what fitting, more fitting would be that we pray for all the churches in the area. That God would break out. Come on now. That God would just step down from heaven. Just step down. The psalmist talked about that. Lord, that you would just step down. That you would you would come and intervene. You would come and, and just make yourself known. That's the thing. You know, so many people today that are familiar with religion, but religion's not it. It's making known who God is when he becomes real in your life and that's what we're talking about so I would like us to this morning in this celebration service can we pray and live life church has not arrived we're not like the only thing on the block okay we need prayer too but I thought let's let's just pray for all the churches in the Acadiana area and pray that God would make himself known in those churches to the people who attend there because you know why there's more people outside the churches in Acadiana right now than there are inside and we need the light to be out there so let's pray for God and the churches in Acadiana can we do that right now father we come before you and you said wherever two or three are agreed together that it shall be done so father we do this now we come before you and we are in agreement together father we ask that you would make yourself known in the churches of acadiana and surrounding areas lord god that god you would reveal yourself in different ways lord that you know that would impact those churches and the people that are there father the same old same old same 
people is not going to change the world because the world is changing before our eyes and not for the good. It needs the light. Darkness becomes darker without light. Darkness is the absence of light. And you said we are to be like a light that is put upon a hill that God that might shine into the areas of darkness. In fact, God, when you sent your son Jesus, it was, it was foretold and said that he is a light that is shining to those who are in the realms of darkness, Lord God. So, Father, we pray that you would move in such a magnificent fashion, Lord God, in the churches, in the surrounding areas, the hearts that are hungry, the hearts that are empty, the hearts that are crying out, make yourself known. I don't know how you do that, but I know you do it because you did it in my life. You've done it in many of the lives of the people that are here. And I pray by the end of this day, Lord, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you in that way, that you would make yourself known to them. That when they walk away, they will say, I sense something different. And let it be the presence of the Spirit of God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Why don't you take a moment? Yeah, give the Lord praise. That's fine. Amen. Why don't you just take a moment and turn and greet three or four or five people around you and uh, introduce yourself if you don't know know them. Well, praise the Lord. Good to see you this morning. Glad you're here. Glad you could join with us. If you're a first-time guest with us, uh, we're just honored that you would make yourself known uh, by, if you have a phone, that's a crazy thing to say, right? Everybody got a phone. Some, some of you got two and three phones. Somebody looked at my phone the other day, said, you know, Pastor, they do have newer phones. And I'm like, yeah, but this is the one I can afford, you know. <laughs> it's newer. It's just not one of them other ones, you know. And, uh, but if this is your first time here, we would love to be able to welcome you. And on the screen right now, there's a phone number, 337-317-4123. And if you'll just type the word welcome, just type the word welcome to that number. You'll receive a response, and it'll have an opportunity for you to just fill out the information that is there. We're not going to bombard you with all kinds of stuff. We're not going to be calling you day and night or texting you or whatever. It's just a simple way of connecting with you uh, here at Life Church. And if you're a regular or semi-regular person who individual that comes, and we just like to know that you're here today and, and, and that you were able to join us.
us on this celebration Sunday, you can just type the word connect to that same phone number that's up on the screen, and we will know that you are here, and thank, thank goodness for that, and praise the Lord for it. And if you need prayer, because, man, we believe in prayer, God answers prayer. In fact, uh, where's Brother Andrew? Sitting right back there. You, know, you may not know it, but a walking miracle walked into the church today, right back there. Amen. Just a few weeks ago, I mean, he was rushed to the hospital and, and didn't really know the, all, all that there was that they were going to entail. And he was saying this morning that his kidney doctor says, you're not supposed to be here. And his heart doctor said, you're not supposed to be here. And all the other doctors said, you're not supposed to be here. And what did you tell me, brother? He says, you, you only get to live twice, right? <laughs> and, and so uh, uh, praise God. Um, but people began to pray, and God intervened in miraculous ways, miraculous ways. I mean, when he gets a little bit stronger, I'm sure we're going to even hear about that, um, maybe even more detail, but God still answers prayer. And so you can text to that same number the word pray, and, and, and then respond to how you want someone to pray with you, we agree in prayer and just believe that that's what God wants to do. We're so thrilled to be able to do that. You know, in most churches, they uh, pass a, a basket or a plate or whatever. We don't do that here. We teach from the Word of God about tithing and giving and offerings and the blessing that comes by that. And we have four different ways of doing that. We have a uh, text to give feature, that number up there. You'll able, you're able to text. We have an app. Or we have boxes on the back wall that you're able to drop an envelope in from behind the chairs there or on the box. And we have a website. You're able to do that. And we thank you for that. Just being obedient to God's word because I'm telling you, you cannot outgive God. And that's not just a thing that preachers just say. It's just the truth. You can't outgive God. When we're obedient to what God's word says, then you, you can't outgive God. So this is, it, this is an incredible day that we're here to celebrate what's going on. We have a number of things that we're going to be celebrating. But let me tell you, if you haven't noticed right outside afterwards, there's, there's food that's going to be offered. It's free. Free food. Two four-letter words, free food. <laughs> and um, so uh, and, uh, um, uh, we welcome you to stay and, and join with us, and we get to fellowship together. There's a couple water slides out there for the kids. Say kids. <laughs> and it's not like if I'm under 40, I'm a kid. You know, you may be a big kid, but no, that's not for you. And there's face painting, other kinds of stuff out there. And, uh, but we just welcome you to stay with us and at least, at least sit and, and eat with us and have fellowship together. It'll be a great time to do so. But we're going to uh, recognize a number of things today, and we're glad that you're here to celebrate with us. And so without further ado, we're going to get started, okay? Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive. 
Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Come on, it's celebration day, so we're going to be excited. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Tracy Guillory. I did have someone point out to me this morning that they didn't know my name, and that's because I'm usually upstairs. I'm the children's pastor here, so I'm so excited to be able to be down here today with you and celebrate all that God is doing here at Life Church. And so we're just going to kick it off by celebrating our junior Bible quiz team. So you just saw a video of these guys right here. Yep, give it up for them. They are our junior Bible quiz team. Now, if you've never heard of that, let me just give you a brief explanation. JBQ is a discipleship program that we use to make sure our kids know what the Bible says, what we believe, and why we believe it. How many of you think that's important? right? And so this is a tool that we use for kids who are kindergarten through sixth grade, and we just want to make sure that they are biblically literate. And because we're kids, well, they're kids. I'm over 40, but I like to have fun with kids. But anyway, because we're kids, we like to have fun with it. So we compete. And as you saw from the pictures, we do a lot of kind of crazy, wacky things. But um, they had a great season, and so I just want to recognize them. I would also like to point out that our wonderful coach is not here today, but I want to give honor where honor is due and Miss Heidi Crater has been a phenomenal coach this season. And we are so thankful for her um, just being intentional and spending time with the kids every week to make sure that they are learning God's word. And so these kids spend uh, about five to six months out of the year learning a book of questions, 576 questions that covers the Bible from front to back. And I promise if you spend some time talking with them, they know a lot, like a lot more than a lot of people, right? They do because they're really hiding God's word in their heart. And so once a month, they compete with other people from all over the state. And at the end of the season, they have a state tournament, which they just had. And that's what I want to talk to you about for just a second. So um, wait, first, maybe we should let them know some things that you know. What do you think about that? Should we show them kind of what you know? How about you guys line up right across the front over here so everybody can see your beautiful faces. Come on down. Would y'all like to see just a little bit of what they've learned this year? Okay, okay, let's see. Um, Gabriel, Gabriel, I have a question for you. What is the initial physical evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Speaking a different language as the Holy Spirit enables. Speaking a different language as the Holy Spirit enables, yeah. That's like a 20-point question or a 30-point question. Do you remember? It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points for that question. I think it's a 20 or 30-point. Um, let's see. Isabel. This is Isabel, and she wants to tell you who the 12 sons of Jacob are. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Iskar, Zebulun, Joseph, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher. All right, who wants to compete against her for that one? How many of us know that one? <laughs> okay, okay, great job. That is a 30-point question. Faith is going to answer one of our quotation questions. Now, when it comes to a quotation question, they have to give you the scripture verbatim. Like, they can't change a word, add a word, make it plural, or anything like that. They have to tell us exactly what the Bible says about that. And so faith is going to quote, as listed in Galatians, what is the fruit of the Spirit? Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the Holy Spirit produces these kind of fruits in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Oh, yeah. 
Great job. And Kendall also wanted to do a quotation question because these guys are feeling like they have got the word hidden in their heart. And her quotation question says, how long will the Bible last? Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Yes, yes. And let's see, Isaiah. Isaiah, Jesus' parables in Luke chapter, he's very excited if you can't tell. In Luke chapter 15, deal with what three lost things? Lost sheep, lost coin, lost son. Yes. And then Kenzie, last but not least, of course, what are the 12 books of Old Testament history? Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st Chronicles, 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. Yes. So as you can see, these guys have done a great job this year. That's just a little bitty bit of what they have learned. We're so proud of them. But I just want to celebrate them now and tell you how they placed at our state tournament. So state tournament is with all the kids that are quizzing with the Bible throughout um, the whole state, obviously. And we had, you have the opportunity to place as a team, but then also they're working towards individual goals. So we had a couple of quizzers who quizzed overall as an individual quizzer, high scorer. And so let's see, that that is on my other piece of paper. But I think in eighth place in the entire state was Miss Kendall. Yeah. So, so, so proud of her for that. And then in second place in the whole state and winning a free camp scholarship, oh yeah, was Faith. Give it up for Faith. Guys, we got some kids in this church who know the Bible because we also had the first place overall individual score in the entire state, also winning a free camp scholarship, and that was Miss Kenzie Crater. But they were working towards individual goals. They were also working together as a team, right? We learned how to be a team, and I'm very, very proud to present to you the first place in the entire state team of Junior Bible Quiz, the Truth Seekers. Let me just tell you the heart behind this very briefly. We celebrate our kids and everything that they do because we're parents or grandparents and we love that, right? We're going to take them to ball games and we're going to take them to music lessons and we're going to go to recitals and we're going to support them in all of that. But these kids are choosing to set aside time to learn God's word and compete in that. So we're going to celebrate big about that. We love that they and their parents and their coaches see the eternal investment and in hiding God's word in their hearts. So give it up for them one more time. I will say that we are about to begin um, for our next season. So if you have someone who is kindergarten or sixth grade that would like to help, um, not, like to be a part, actually, of Junior Bible Quiz, then talk to myself or to Heidi, and we would love to get them in the JBQ program. Or, as you saw in the video, we have some kids who've kind of aged out, and they stick around, and they help as officials, because guess what? They're still learning God's Word. They're still a part of it, and they're getting it, and it's beneficial to them as well. So if you would like to be a part of the upcoming season, just let us know. But I think right now, Pastor Nick is coming for another celebration. So let's give it up for Pastor Nick. Thank you, Pastor Tracy. How's everyone doing this morning, Life Church? Yeah, yeah, all right. 
I'm excited, and it's going to be an emotional thing for me, so y'all bear with me. Uh, you know, many of y'all that don't know me, my name is Nick Helton. I'm the youth pastor here at Life Church. I get the amazing opportunity to uh, share the gospel, teach and disciple the, the youth in, this, uh, in our church and this generation, and it's a blessing and an honor to do so. Um, so we just want to honor a few of our seniors here this morning. As I call your name, uh, please come up and uh, come to the uh, this side right here for me, please. Uh, Miss Chelsea Marie Markham. And everybody say, oh, yeah. Right there is fine, Miss Chelsea. Um, next we have Noah Matthew Saxton. Woo -hoo! Come on, he don't get an all. Oh. <laughs> now we have Logan Samuel Hart. Oh. We have Landon Drake Gidry. And next we have Callie Ruth Helton. <laughs> Don't do that with that one. I might, I might lose it right here. So guys, we just wanted to honor you this morning. And we want to give you a gift. You know, a, a soldier can't go to war without a sword. And we wanted to honor you this morning. And we wanted to give you uh, just a, a little thing uh miss chelsea we want to give you this bible present to you this bible this is from uh, life church me and miss hannah from gap youth and we just want to say that uh that we're proud of you and look forward to the great thing that god's going to do for you just wait right here noah if you come see for me please sir noah to see what the lord's done in your life man has been such a blessing and an honor to be a part of and i'm very proud of you and i can't wait to see what god's going to do in your life also Oh, Lord, Logan. <laughs> He's been one that I have uh, enjoyed. We've had our ups and downs, but, man, you've grown so much maturity. And um, I know the path that the Lord has set before you, and it's going to be an honor to watch you follow the Lord the way he leads you. All right. Man, Mr. Landon, a.k.a. Beast Mode right here. Um, such an amazing, amazing man, bro. You've grown up. Um, I've only known you for a few short years, but you're such an awesome person. God has such a heart for God, and I know he's going to do great, mighty things in your life. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I might need somebody to come take the microphone from me. <sighs> huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just nervous, nervous about this one. All right. Callie Ruth. <laughs> Um, raising you has been such a blessing. You've been such a blessing to me and mom and our family. And I know the mighty plans that God has for your life. We've prayed for you and we love you and we're so proud of you. 
if all of my seniors could come right here in the front. If you have any, uh, if your parents are here, you have any family members that are here that would like to come stand behind you and, and pray with you or stand next to you and pray with you, we'd like to have you uh, do that at this time. Yeah, we can spread out. We don't have to like. Oh, also, any staff that would like to come, y'all can come also. You come and pop. So we just want to pray for you as you embark on this new adventure that's life, you know, out of the, the, the care of your parents when you step out and you go to college or you step into the real workforce, whatever you decide, we, whatever you are deciding to do and the Lord's leading you to do. But we just want to cover you in prayer this morning and just ask that God would lead you and that you would be, uh, continue to be sensitive to his voice and his guidance. So, Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now, Lord Jesus, and we just ask you, Father, Lord, for your hand of protection to be upon them, God, not only physically, Lord, but mentally, Lord, spiritually, God, we know the world is a crazy place, Lord. God, so we just ask, Lord, that you would guard their minds and guard their hearts, God. Lord, that any one of these uh, students that may be going to a secular college or anything, Lord, we know the the views that the world has, Lord, do not line up with your words. So we just pray a special protection over them, God, so they would not file fall for the enemy's tactics, Lord, the, the, uh, the, the strategies that he has to try to lead those that are in Christ, that have been raised in Christ, Lord, to go the ways of the world. God, we just ask you, Lord, right now, Jesus, to touch each and every one of them. Father, we just pray, Lord, that your hand of protection would be upon them, God. We just ask that you would guide their feet, Lord, that they would be sensitive to your voice, Lord, that they would lean not on their own understanding, God, but they would lean on you, Jesus, in all things, Lord. Heavenly Father, we just ask that you provide for them what is needed, Lord, financially. God, your hand of provision will be upon them, God, that you would meet their every need, Lord. Teach them, Lord, to be good stewards with their finances, God. Lord, let them honor you in giving and tithe, Lord. Let that be first, Lord. Teach them, Lord Jesus. Lord, let them continue to grow in their walk with you, Lord. Lord, we just ask that you continue to mature them spiritually, God. Lord, we just ask you, Lord, to to continue to lead them, God, and Lord, help them to know that not, life's not about the mountaintops. We only grow in the valleys, Lord. So we just pray that in those valley moments, God, that you are with them, Lord, that they know that you'll never leave them nor forsake them, God, that they would just walk with you, Jesus, that you would lead them to a safe path, God. And Lord, we just ask, God, that you would just... Just be with them, God, in every way, Lord. As they leave home, God, as Lord, and I, I just ask, Lord, for the parents also, Lord, the family members, Lord, as their, their youth, Lord, as their students, their child, Lord, their, grand, their grandson, granddaughter, whatever it may be, Lord, is, is stepping out, Lord, and leaving home, Lord, for the first time, God. We just lift up the parents to you, God. We just pray that we would know, Lord, that we have done what you have called us to do, Lord. That is to raise them, to serve you, God. 
And we just ask you, Lord, for your covering. Lord, we just ask for peace that surpasses understanding over each of our minds. Lord, that we would not worry or have fear or be anxious, God, that we know that, that you have each one of them in your hands, God. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the amazing opportunity we've had to raise each one of these, one of our children, Lord, the opportunity as a church that we've had to pour into this generation, God. And, Lord, they are not done. They are just getting started, God. And we just pray that they would be fire burners for you, Lord, that their fire would burn, Lord, and they would be fire spreaders, God, that everyone that they come in contact with, God, will be changed and not be the same. And we ask these things in your name. And everybody said, amen, amen. At this time, I'm going to give the microphone back to Pastor Tracy. Praise God. Ooh, it's hard to follow that one up, right? But we celebrate our young people knowing that they are going out to change the world and that as a body of Christ here at Life Church, we all got to play a small part in that as we invest in our young people. Another way that we invest in our young people here at this church is participating in what we call Fine Arts Festival. Fine Arts is a program where we focus on helping young people discover the gifts that God has placed inside of them because we all have gifts to offer for the kingdom. And then we help develop those gifts and then one day, those young people are deployed out into ministry. And so what you're seeing here is young people who are about to be deployed out into their, their mission field, their kingdom assignment, whatever God has for them. But while they're here, we want to help them realize that they have something, something to offer, something that God has placed inside of them. And that's what fine arts is. It's a competition, um, friendly competition, where there's over 80 categories of things that people can compete in from all of the um, arts, like painting, drawing, sculpting, those types of things. There's vocal, there's preaching, there's rapping, there's comedian, there's graphic design, there's business plan. I mean, anything and everything that needs to be done in this world, God has equipped us as the saints to do it. And so there's a category for all of those things because we want to develop and help kids discover what God has given them to do. So we had a district competition uh, about a month ago where a bunch of our young people competed. And so today we're just going to celebrate them. We're going to let them show you what God has given them and how they're going to change the kingdom, the world with those gifts. So the first, uh, um, that's, they're not contestants. This is not a game show, but that would be funny. Um, the, the first participants that I would like to recognize are all those who participated in art at Fine Arts Students. So that would be Elise, Jaden, and Austin. If you guys would come on up here, come on up here. We're going to start with Elise. So Elise, if you would like to come over here, Elise was a part of our photography mobile junior. And so I'll let her tell you about her uh, picture and what it represents. P wait, okay. Wait, wait. It represents peace to me. Cause it's just like, I don't know. It's just very like peaceful. <laughs> I'm, Give it up for her. She did a great job. <laughs> it was her first time competing in a photo, and I think she did a great job. I, I see peace when I look at this. I don't know if you guys do as well. I think you do. Come and check these things out after the service. Um, after Elise, I think the next one we might have is, if you could go to the next one, is Jaden. Jaden competed in our visual art two-dimensional drawing, a junior category. So they have some junior and senior categories. And so I'm going to let her tell you about her painting and what it means to her. My painting 
is called Piercing the Darkness, and God wants us to pierce the darkness all around us in the world, and he's holding us up even though we do fall. He wants us to shine bright through the darkness of the world. Great job. Give it up for Jaden. Great job. And then we have Austin who competed in our visual art three-dimensional. As you can see, it's 3D, and I'll let him tell you about that. All right, so as you can see, it's the Bible. Uh, it's, it's the Bible, and it says Isaiah 45, 18, which talks about how God created the world and to worship him. But uh, I have the earth on top of it to show that God spoke the world into existence and didn't just, like, use processes to make it come about. But it is his handiwork, and the Bible is his word. So his word, the Bible, I mean, the earth, bleh, sorry. <laughs> A little tongue-tied. That the earth is on top of his word because the word is the foundation of this whole world. Great job. You can give it up for them. And now we have Elise coming to share her second category with you, a female, female vocal solo. So Elise, if you would like to take the stage, and then Cam is coming to play for her, so they'll get set, and let's give it up for Elise. Hi, my name is Elise Gidry, and I'm going to be singing Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. Spoke a word, you were saying. 
Awesome. So um, for this next group, uh, give me just a second because they're all running out of the room. Um, we have a, a leadership team here that we teach to work with children inside and outside of the church, and they're called the Lit Crew. They're leaders in training. And so today they're going to be presenting a puppet uh, presentation for you. Now keep in mind this puppet presentation is for children's ministry, so it's geared to kids 5 to 10 years old, but I think that we'll all have a little bit of fun with it as well. So give them just a minute as they get set up, and then we'll get started. I will warn you that the lights will go out in just a minute, and so we ask for no flash photography or that you keep, um, don't open the doors while they're presenting. Thank you.
Hi, we're the Lit Crew, and we're going to be presenting 2 Corinthians 5.17 by Jumpstart and Change by Jordan Feliz. Enjoy. Sugar Baker, and today I'm so excited to talk to you about change, like real change. I don't mean the kind you put in your buddy barrel or even the gumball machine. I'm talking about what happens when Jesus comes into your life and changes everything. If you had seen me at church last year, I would have been the one in the preschool class sneaking in to take all the cookies. Mmm, I love cookies. But now that Jesus has come into my life and made me a new creation, I don't steal cookies anymore. Actually, I help my mom bake cookies and bring them to the preschoolers. It's like that scripture, you know, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It goes something like this. better see what's going on. Let me tell you, oh my friends, about this joy I'm living in. Let me take
All right, and now presenting, we have Camden Hilton on piano. Give it up for Cam. Excellent job. And so now presenting, we have what we call a short sermon. Don't worry, it really is short, okay? <laughs> I know we have lots of celebrating, but Uriah McCoy is coming now to share with you his short sermon, Junior. And so give it up for Uriah. Yeah, here we go. Hello, my name is Uriah McCoy, and I will be using the references Matthew 621, 1 Corinthians 1031, and Psalms 63, 21, not 21, 1. Sorry. Uh, and my title was Powerful Passion. So today's sermon is on passion. I'll be using these three questions to talk about it. They are, what is passion? What causes passion? And how can God use passion? So to start off, we'll talk about what passion is. According to Oxford languages, the meaning of passion is strongly and barely controllable emotion. I personally have passion for video games because I like the determination of winning and the creativity of all the different games. I'm sure y'all have had moments of passion, or still do. Would anybody like to share their moments of passion, or any passion they have currently? That, 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 that's okay. Um, now, let's talk about what causes passion. 
The Bible tells us in Matthew 6.21, wherever your treasure is, their desires of your heart will also be. This scripture tells us that your passions are caused by your desires. And Paul had... Okay. That, that just sounds like Paul's passions because his passions were for the lost and they were caused by God. There are so many other... And there are so many others that had deep passions for God and the things that God asked them, God asked them to do. Um, but that leads us to our last question, how can God use passion? I think that the biblical meaning of passion is going for Christ and not stopping for anything. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. This verse was written by Paul. And from what we said before, before uh, he was very passionate. And he was passionate before he even became a believer. And he, he, was, he was a very powerful man. Uh, he... Uh, so before he was uh, a believer, he wanted to kill Christians. Uh, he was willing to go anywhere for it. But after the Lord came in, he was willing to go anywhere to bring people to Jesus. Uh, he even he even went to uh, the, the <sighs> hold on, I'm breathing. Okay, he did it by uh, preaching to those who. Uh, he, whoever he walked by, really. And even when he was in chains, he uh, preached to everyone by writing letters and talking to anybody that walked in. And so passion is a very strong emotion for something, and it is caused by your desires. So let your desires be like what Psalm 63.1 says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water, God can use your passion for his glory. So another question I have for you is, will you let him? Yeah. Yeah. Great job. I don't know if you know, but that's a difficult thing to do, to stand in front of a room full of people and share something that God has laid on your heart. So great job, Uriah. Great job. And now presenting, we have Callie Helton with a vocal solo. Give it up for Callie. My name is Callie, and I'll be singing Monday Morning Faith by SEU Worship. you more than Sundays. I want to know more than just my mother's faith. Cause that's not enough to get through the rough. Oh, I need a Monday morning faith. I want to hear you in more than just the morning. Show your
us to our last presentation of this morning. We have another short sermon for you. So at this time, Austin Guillory is coming to share with you. They said I only had seven hours, so I better make this quick. Hi, as you see, my name is Austin Guillory, and the title of my sermon today will be Guarding Against Polluted Faith. In the beginning, God created a small, simple animal. He caused it to multiply over eons of time with slight mutations. Then he caused the weak to die out, the strong survived, and changed another time into the... Then he caused the weak to die out the, until the strong survived until it was changed until man. God named the man Adam, and God called the process very good. Genesis 126, the evolutionary version. <laughs> now, obviously, that's not the real Bible. We know that. But there's a form of belief called progressive creationism. People who support this theory believe God used evolutionary processes to create the world. Basically saying, God started the process and just let it be. Proponents of this teaching also believe that the seven days of creation were not literal days, but eons of time. This teaching has infiltrated the modern day church. Now when we hear terms like evolution or the Big Bang, us as Christians are automatically like, whoa, hold up, we don't believe that. We believe God created the world. But believing things such as progressive creationism uh, it leaves the door wide open for much more compromise to follow. If we are not careful and entertain false teachings such as this, our faith will become polluted. To prevent the pollution of our faith, first we must guard against false teachings. Second Peter 2.1 says, But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Do you realize that when people dealing with counterfeit money, uh, the people trying to figure out what is counterfeit, they don't study all the millions of different ways there is to make counterfeit money, but instead they study the one thing that they know to be true until when anything put in front of them, they can instantly recognize what it is. The, the same is with our walk with Christ. Uh, we should be so we should be so into studying the word that any slightly false teaching, anything that barely doesn't line up with God's word, we should be able to recognize it that fast. We should be careful when it comes to what we watch and read because not just evolution, but everything that doesn't line up with God's word is being pushed and pushed. And evolution is being shown as science, but it is science fiction. Second Peter 1.5 says, For this very reason, make every effort to, effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. We must study the scripture and hide its truths in our hearts. Ephesians 4.14 says, Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and the cunningness and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Next, to prevent the pollution of our faith, we must guard against compromise. Compromise often comes when we try to mix popular ideas with the biblical truths that are in Scripture. We can't balance our beliefs in two different camps. It just doesn't work. But, you know, some may see evolution as simply a science topic. Bible, history, evolution, science, so they think it can go. But the problem is, we're not talking about science versus a belief. In fact, 
because science, uh, evolution is a creation account itself that no one was there for, we're talking about a belief versus a belief. If you believe in evolution, then you can't believe in creation. So let's think through this. If you were to believe evolution, if the creation, if the creation account is wrong, well, then maybe all of Genesis is wrong. And if all of Genesis is wrong and there is no Adam, how could Jesus be the second Adam? And if Jesus was just a good man and not the Son of God as he te taught, then how would he have been raised from the dead? And as 1 Corinthians 15, 14 says, And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. As you can see, one small compromise in our belief system completely decimates it. It's not just when you add evolution to your faith. It's when you add any compromise. So we need to learn how to prevent our faith from being polluted. First, we guard against false teachings. Second, we guard against compromise. And lastly, we need people with biblical convictions to speak the truth when confronted by false teachings and false teachers that are contrary to God's word. I have made my, my life's mission to do just that. Will you join me and boldly stand up against the false teachers that are polluting our faith of today's generation? Awesome. All right. So um, as you can see, we have a lot of young people in this church that are already learning, discovering, developing their gifts, and many that are already deployed into ministry. But we also have a younger generation that I want to recognize re re really quickly that has also begun this. Um, several months back at the end of last year, we had a group that participated in Fine Arts Kids. And if I could just have all of them come line up right here for me real quick. I just want to recognize them. They're like, what are you doing? Are you making me present something? <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I'm not going to make them do anything, but I just want to take a minute and recognize them because they are the next generation. They are the next ones, and we're already making sure that we're investing in them. And many of them competed last year. So first we had Selena down here. Selena, wave at everyone. Selena competed in a worship dance solo. And so there's a picture of her. And then we, ha we also had another worship dance solo but she's not here today. Um, then we had Uriah. Before he moved up to students, he was still in kids, and he presented an art piece and two-dimensional painting and drawing. And so that was Uriah. And then we had Gabriel, his little brother, who also participated in two-dimensional art, painting, and drawing. So give it up for Gabriel. Um, and then we had Grace. Is Grace here? I didn't see her. Grace is not here today. Okay, um, Grace competed in a Word of Merit winner. Actually, if you check out that painting and drawing there, it was pretty amazing. Um, she competed in that category as well. And then we had a group called the Worship Warriors. Where are my Worship Warriors at? Come on, come on, step forward. Yeah, give it up for them. They were a part of Creative Movement, which they did a flag presentation, as you can see, and they were amazing. And then we had the KFL Worship Team, which I think only some of us are here today. Where are we at? Yep, two of us, and then we're missing a couple more who aren't here today. But they presented uh, what we call in Kids Church Worship with Motions. They get up and they lead our praise and worship time, but we do motions with our worship upstairs, and it's lots of fun, and they won that category, so they did a great job. 
And then last but not least, we had a puppet group, the Lit Crew, who presented in puppetry group. Step forward if that was you. I, almost everyone is here today. And they were also Award of Merit winners, so give it up for them. So I just wanted to take a moment and recognize them. Great job, guys. You can go ahead and have a seat. Great job. At this time, um, I would like to invite um, some of our students forward that participated in a missions trip that we just went on. So if you participate in the missions trip, we'll just go ahead and come on up. So I mentioned earlier that we have what we call the Lit Crew. They are leaders in training. We're teaching them how to minister in the church, but also outside of the church. Throughout the year, we do many things in and outside of the church. And uh, this past month, we were able to go on a missions trip to Mexico. And so I would like to just have them just take just a moment and um, well, we were going to play the video first, huh? Yeah, let's just go ahead and play the video. Let's check it out. And then they're going to share with you about their trip. imagine this was um, a life-changing trip of course for um, the people that we were able to minister to but I think for all as with most missions trips mostly for those who were in attendance and so um, 
Many great things were done. I just want to take a moment and say thank you to all of you who participated and brought things for us to donate. You may have saw many of those items in the video, and I promise it made a world of difference to those kids when they walked away with, um, whether it was just hygiene products or shoes or uh, teddy bears, maybe you saw that. That was great. Soccer balls, many things, and you guys made that possible, so thank you. But now just real briefly, I asked everyone, just share a favorite memory, favorite thing, something God did for you, just you know, whatever it was. And so they're just going to briefly tell you about their trip. So uh, as you saw in the video, we were building something. What we were building was bunk beds. That uh, My dad owns a cabinet shop, so when I went, it wasn't out of the ordinary for me. So I didn't think much of it. It was just building some beds. But at the end, when we gave the people that were there their bed, like their bunk beds, we went and installed them. They were so happy just to have a new bunk bed just a bunch of wood that we put, yet they, they were just overjoyed when they saw us coming in and we put in the bed. When, when we left, they were so happy, and I thought that was really cool. Um, the bugs were scary, no. Um, <laughs> so um, if I had to take in anything from the trip, it's probably just how blessed we are, and that's probably going to happen for most mission, mission trips I go on. But just seeing, like, how excited the kids were for anything little, like anything like playing jump rope with them or going on the swings, or we even had this one moment where um, we went in a slide, and, like, all the kids, we all stacked up, like, in just this tiny little slide, and there was, like, seven of us just in the slide, and we were just going, get out, get out. So it was just so fun playing with them and just seeing how happy they were and just seeing how, like, close and how trustworthy like they see us as because we're just random people who came from America, but they see us as like family. So I just think that's amazing. And I think we should do that as Christians to just open ourselves up of being trustworthy with others here in America. It doesn't take a mission trip to do that. So. So one of my favorite things is probably praying, like spending time with God in the wilderness, just in the, you know, in the brush or whatever you call it. I mean, praying with God at home in my room or in my truck or anything like that is awesome. But it's just, there's just something different about praying and spending time with God and what he created and the beauty of nature. It's just, there's nothing like it. And I think that's really cool. So. So one of my favorite things was to, we were giving out hot dogs and um, sandals, jump ropes, all that good stuff. But my favorite thing to see was like the parents, because we were giving them to kids, but the parents were climbing up the hill for a hot dog. And it's just amazing to see that. Even the grandmas were climbing and they came back for seconds, thirds. Like it was just amazing to see that also uh, we were ministering to kids, but we actually were ministering to the parents. I was watching the parents, like, view, like, wa watching while the kids were kind of on and off of paying attention. And it was just really great. I loved um, playing with the kids on the playground and providing service for not only the kids, but the parents, too. There's a lot of stuff I want to say, 
because it was an amazing trip. But like what Logan Guidry said was the parents were so grateful. They were they were so happy that we got to play with their kids. And um, when we were like doing a little sermon for the people in the town, like it was not only for the kids, the parents were grabbing onto anything they could. And um, I think it helped them a lot. And it's crazy how a little craft can make their whole day change in an instant. And it was, it showed me a lot on that trip and it, it made me realize how grateful we are and all the things that we have and we take for granted because like what they said they got so excited for a bunk bed they got so excited for painting a house for a little scratch paper they were so happy so it shows us how we're so grateful for things that we have and we shouldn't take it for granted and we should be grateful for the things that we do have or we don't have One of the things that God opened my eyes to see was the poverty there. That they didn't live in fancy houses or have the best things, but seeing them, we give them these tiny little things that we have in our everyday life and seeing their face light up, it just melted my heart to see that they were grateful for everything that they had. And they were grateful for the little things that we gave them. Well, there's a lot of things I want to say because it was an amazing trip. But there was this one little boy. Every day that he came, there was something new. But that one, the first day they came, there was these little wood arts. He, he was just like stealing them from other kids and just putting them on his arm. And then the second night, there was cars. And he was just playing with the cars with Mama T. <laughs> and he stole my car. And I was sad. But at the end of it, it was an amazing trip. Um, I've been to this specific location in Mexico once before. And so coming back was a joy. And uh, good to see, recognize some similar faces and meet others. Um, but obviously, um, us and the kids don't speak the same language. And so there might be a little bit of a barrier there, right? A difficulty to communicate with them. So we have an, an interpreter when we do ministry to the kids that can help us really communicate with them. But when you're playing with a kid, like playing is universal. Like you don't need to talk, right? You just run around, chase each other, go on the slide, swings. So it's easy to communicate with them and connect with them. But there was two instances that I had not experienced on my last trip where um, two, at two different points, um, two different girls were really sad and crying and not okay. And I was like, how do I solve this problem? Like, I don't speak their language. I don't have a way to get to the details and like help them. But in that moment, I realized, and I know this, but it was just like, duh, the love of Jesus and the comfort that he brings surpasses any barrier, including the language barrier. And we don't have to specifically, I don't have to specifically speak their language to be able to portray to them the love of Jesus and the comfort that he offers. And so in those two moments, I got to comfort two children who left with a smile on their face um, with the love of Jesus that surpasses any barrier. And then 
at the end, when we were about to leave, a little, one of the little girls that I helped that was crying one of the days, she saw me by the gate and she came running back from the village to hug me and take a picture with me and tell me bye. And so I believe that she's going to remember that and she's going to remember the love of Jesus that was shared with her. And it just shows us that we don't have to really know the right words or anything. Our actions speak louder than our words. Well, I remember my first mission trip, and then there was a time for almost 15 years that I had the privilege of taking students and adults, but mostly students from Louisiana to countries all over the world, and leading the mission trips for our state. And these testimonies you heard by these individuals, I have heard hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times by other students, and it changed their lives. I'll never forget one time we came back, and one boy told me, he said, I've settled it. When I go home, things are going to change. And I said, what are you going to do? I thought he was going to change. He said, we're getting rid of the electric can opener in our house. We don't need that. <laughs> I said, uh, you might leave that alone. He said, if we can open cans with the back of a knife or a screwdriver, we don't need an electric can opener. And I'll never forget that. And I thought, mm, stay on your mama's good side. Get her a new one, you know. <laughs> But it really impacted him that much that he saw that as privilege compared to what he had been facing for a week. A can opener, you know, really. And so anyway, it's just, I, I'm so thrilled to see these young people who have had the opportunity to travel and minister outside their boundaries. And I pray that you continue to do so because it will enlarge your world. It really will. We have one more thing this morning. It won't take very long, but it's a very important thing. And we're closing out this celebration service with a water baptism. I want to take a moment. You say, well, what is that all about? We don't baptize babies. We don't baptize small children. We do dedicate them to the Lord. We believe that's biblical. But water baptism is an outward sign of a profession of faith that has taken place on the inside in the receiving of Christ and surrendering our lives to God. And the biblical terminology simply is that Christ went into the tomb, he died, and he came out again, and he came unto new life. It's a symbol of that, that when we surrender our lives to Christ and we ask Christ to come in, we die to our old self and we rise in newness of life. And so water baptism, we, we do by immersion. Um, somebody said, well, how long do you hold them down? We don't hold you down. I used to kid kids all the time. I said, we hold them down till we see some bubbles. Then we'll pull you up. We want to make sure you're getting a good dose. But no, we don't do that. Um, uh, but this is a very important thing. Because when a person makes a profession of uh, their faith in Christ, they're making an outward expression by getting into water and going down and coming up. And they're saying, I've been made new 
by the power of Jesus Christ in my life. So I couldn't think of a better way to close out our celebration Sunday than these two people who have come this today to be water baptized. Now, if you've been here before, you're used to the big tank that we have to put together and assemble, and and then it takes three days to disassemble. So we we went to the tractor supply and bought us a horse trough here, and 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 we're gonna do it the good old fashioned way. <laughs> and and look. Y'all get to initiate it, so uh, they're they're not sure about that, you know. I mean, like, they, is it cold? Well, it wasn't real cold till the ACs got turned on and kind of cooled down a little bit. I told them afterwards. I thought about it about four o'clock this morning. We should have just brought my big eighty quart crawfish pot, you know, and heated it up right outside the door and then dumped it in. We'll remember that next time. But I I I got water baptized in January at a church in Montgomery, Alabama, where you had to. Live Lift the floor, and the tank was down on the floor, and the water came in from the the ground there uh, through the pipes, and it was so cold. When you walked in, your lips turned blue, and when you came out, you're speaking in tongues. <laughs> you know, really. So it's not that bad at all, honestly. It's really it can't get colder than what it is in this room. So anyway, uh, it's not like we're taking. We're going swimming in it. So we're excited to have these two individuals. Brandy is going to be the first one. Yeah, hold that mic. Don't give it to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be a shocking experience. <laughs> Miss Brandy, what does the Lord mean to you? He is my everything. He is my hope, my joy. He is my life. And I boldly come today to lay down the old and come up with the new. Amen. Upon that profession of faith, I'm going to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and in Jesus' name. So I'm just going to take a little moment and talk about this young man right here. <laughs> yeah, I should have. <laughs> Note to self. Still learning. Um, I've been knowing Noah for a few years now since I've been a youth pastor here at, at Gap Youth and in Life Church. And uh, he's had some, it's been a road. It's been a bumpy road. But to see where God is, has you now and to see how far you're on for the Lord is it's an honor for you to ask me to be able to do this and to just play a small part in your journey with the Lord. So what does the Lord mean to you, Noah? Um, all I can say is um, he's my provider and uh, my best friend. And um, if no one got me, I know he got me. Yeah. Amen. Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
for that profession of faith, I'm going to baptize your name in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and in Jesus' name. Can you say praise God? Amen. I'm telling you, this has been a, a thrilling day. And we're just so honored for you to be here. And it is worth celebrating. It is worth celebrating to see how Jesus touches lives and how he changes and, and how he matures and, and crafts them to be who they're called to be. I believe from the moment of conception, there's a divine DNA that God puts within each and every one. He said, I've known you from the moment you were conceived, and he has a purpose and a plan. And, and one of our greatest responsibilities is just to help each and every one, from the youngest to the oldest, to be all that they are meant to be in Christ Jesus. And so we thank you for coming and being a part of our celebration service today. I invite you, if you do not have a home church, we welcome you here at Life Church. And But please, again, right after this, they've already got the food cooked. We welcome you to, to do that. I'm going, now, boys and girls, you have tons of energy and, and, and all that. I'm going to ask, if possible, you let some of the other older folks go through the line first. I'm one of them older folks. I don't need to go through the line. But, I mean, don't push them down trying to get through to those that, that all that good food and stuff. And so, but let's just say a blessing over the food and thank God for this incredible day. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of coming today. We thank you for everyone who took time out of their day to come and celebrate with each and every one of these people today. And we bless you and we thank you, Lord God, for that. Now we bless the food, bless the hands of those who have prepared it for us, and that, God, we have an incredible time of fellowship, the children would have an enjoyable time, and that there be no injuries or anything like that, but just pure joy as we celebrate together the one who's made us one and that is jesus christ our lord and savior amen i did want to just point out we have two water slides there's one for the children five and younger and then there's one for the older kids so if you could just help your kids find the correct one that'll help everybody stay safe and have lots of fun <laughs>